2: Because it's not a matter of my liberation it's also a matter of yours and if you're working if we're working together it's not because we're going to do something for the poor black people we're going to do something for each other to save this really rather frightening world whatever our differences we are fellow
0: americans and please believe me when i say no association has ever meant more to me than that
2: i'm van jones and this is uncommon ground Welcome to Uncommon Ground. I'm Van Jones. On this show, we're exploring what it takes to make meaningful change in a divided country. And I could not be more excited about my next guest. Uh, His name is Deepak Chopra. That's a name you have heard before. Uh, It's a global name, got global resonance. It's because he's such a prolific author. Uh, He's written like 90 books. Uh, He's also a doctor. Probably the greatest advocate for alternative medicine uh, in the world renowned spiritual advisor to a lot of people. He's taken on this challenge of bringing peace and transformation to millions. But I think what a lot of people don't know about him, is that he's somebody who's also focused on social transformation. He's focused on moving people and systems from hostility and conflict and discord and dysfunction to real peace. And he's done this work on so many different levels. He does it at an individual level, as somebody who's focused on integrative medicine and alternative medicine and meditation and all that good stuff. He's also done it at the interpersonal level, working in grassroots communities, trying to get people to come together in a peaceful way. And he's also encouraged transformation at the global level, where he works with world leaders, trying to get them to come together and act right. So I don't think there's anybody who is more relevant right now. Because honestly, at the individual level, most of us feel pretty bad. Our family relationships sometimes are falling apart. The whole world seems like a big mess. And so at this early stage in our journey as an Uncommon Ground community, I want you to hear from somebody who can give us some medicine at all three levels. And that person is Deepak Chopra.
3: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com, code AUDIO.
1: I'm privileged and honored to be on this journey with you. So, my name is Deepak Chopra, and I'm an MD. And later, I transitioned with that into what is called integrative medicine but at the same time I'm focused on my lifelong mission which is um, how do we move to a critical mass of consciousness in the world for a more peaceful just sustainable healthier and joyful world which is I think what your uh, mission seems to be at the moment
2: well um there's not that many people who are studying the fundamental uh, truth of reality and who also have such a strong command of the, of the subjective, the inner world. That's one of the things I want to talk with you about. You know, for me, uh, when I look out there, you know, I think my listeners are the kind of people who are going to be concerned about what's happening in the world. Um, I'm certainly concerned. You're someone who I think has something powerful to say about the big picture questions, how we can come together at the interpersonal level, how we can begin to work these things out, and what are the internal capacities that people need to be able to do any of this stuff? Talk a little bit more about those inner capacities. Um, you know, Just you know, in your own life, uh, you know, what's worked for you?
1: What I've found over the years, and it's been, you know, I'm 75. It's been a process. So when I got out of mainstream medicine, uh, integrative medicine, especially now spiritual spirituality as a mode of healing, I was vilified by the American Medical Association. I was embarrassed by my colleagues. I had I was teaching at Harvard, BU, Tufts. I heard rumors that I was going to be fired, and so I left uh, Massachusetts, went to California joined a more progressive group, but then same thing happened there. You know, the doctors said, this guy's a fraud, okay? And so I was very hurt. I was felt uh, abused and I became very sensitive to criticism. And then at a certain point, it took me a little while and I realized that if I was going to be not immune to this attack or criticism, I would be a victim for the rest of my life. So I decided I'm not going to worry about criticism. I'm just going to help everyone. Bottom line, I'm now teaching at Harvard. I'm back with the American Medical Association. I'm a professor at UCSD Medical School, NYU, uh, Mount Sinai, and uh, University of Florida. What it required of me was to forgive and ask, what do I really want? And you know, my life has been, I want peace. I want this world to be at peace. I want sustainability. So I promise people health and well-being. I say, follow this. See what happens.
2: Yeah. Oh, look! It's it's uh, re- remarkable. And and what I love about you is that you know you you you, you answered a calling in yourself, even when it wasn't popular, uh, even when people didn't get it, and you were willing to to walk that lonely pathway um, and give the, the world a chance to catch up. And it's in that crucible that you discovered things that you're now sharing with the world. And what I hope is that people, um, and for myself, honestly, is that, uh, I can, can follow your pathway. I think what you represent is that if you turn within what you said is so important, I realize that my bitterness, uh, my resentfulness of other people was going to kill me. <laughs> so your initial forgiveness wasn't about forgiving the other person. It was about getting to a place where you could have some peace and where you could, could, could find a way for it. And now here you are uh, bringing those jewels back to everybody. Is, is that a part of this um, capacity that we need for Uncommon Ground, that you forgive really not to, for the other person? You're just You're trying to keep your own heart big enough and strong enough to do what you're here to do.
1: So, right behind you, I see Nelson Mandela's uh, portrait. He's known for saying, being resentful of the enemy is drinking poison and hoping it will kill the other. So, you forgive not because the other deserves forgiveness. You forgive because you deserve peace. And the other thing I discovered, you know, I realized that doesn't matter where you are. If you're given the opportunity, you will find your calling and you will unleash your greatness. Everyone has greatness inside them. Mandela was a terrorist and he became the greatest peacemaker in the world.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I um, I know that you have a tremendous heart of what's happening in urban America uh, for African-American kids and, and Latino kids who are going to funerals every weekend, uh, and who sometimes feel no hope. And I know that you've brought this philosophy, which some people may find abstract. You brought it into the heart of the hood, and you've helped real people. Can you talk a little bit, just share with my uh, uh, listeners a little bit about the work you've done? I met this woman,
1: Erica Ford, and she was at one of my events, and they were acting like very angry peace activists, Okay, so I took Erica Ford aside and I said, that's a contradiction. If you want to win a Nobel Prize in uh, peace, then you can be an act- angry peace activist. <laughs> but if you want real peace, then you have to start with yourself. So then I went with Erica and I taught her some techniques on self reflection. What do I want? What's my purpose? You know, what's my life about? Her life. And then said, let's do this. Then she said, can you come to the hood? and talk to my, uh, my kids. And by kids, she meant these gang leaders in Queens. Uh, they would shoot at, uh, reactively. One kid shot another kid, and I asked him, why did you kill them in the bus? He said, he did, I didn't like the way he looked at me. I mean, it was that ridiculous in the Queens, this borough. Crime rate was out of crazy. Every day, two, three people shot. So then I went with Erica and with another yoga teacher, And we taught them how to move. These kids are very good at moving, hip-hop and music and all that. So we taught them how to move, mind-body coordination, breathing, music. And then we introduced reflection. And then we introduced inquiry. Then we used meditation. The crime rate came down drastically. This borough in in Queens is exceptional. Many months, no crime. The police come to them to get training. These kids and the current last mayor's wife, who's uh, happened to be an African-American woman, she championed them. And Erica Ford has become a hero in the world. And we are so proud of these kids. We call them urban yogis that we are now creating a national movement with these kids. So that's where we are.
2: Well, I, I think that's for me, I find that really encouraging just because, um you know, you, you look at some of the stuff that's happening in the communities and you think, geez, you know, People say they want to have, you know, send in more police, they want to build more prisons, they want to do all this stuff. And it turns out that there's a capacity in people that, if it can be activated, um, can calm the waters. You, Yeah. Okay, then there's another thing that's
1: called emotional intelligence and conscious communication. I teach people how to be emotionally intelligent and engage consciously in a conversation not reactively. I'll give you a simple example of how that works and how we actually used it in a case of racial conflict with school kids. So a school in uh, Los Angeles, where the African American kids in this school, which was predominantly white, complained that the the principal was a racist. Uh, He was white, of course. And so we needed to resolve this. So we got together with the principal and with the African-American kids. And so we said to the kids first, what are you observing? And they said, uh, the principal is a racist. So uh, right in front of him. And um, I, I had to say, that's a judgment. That's not an observation. Okay, so let's go to the observation. Forget that you cannot, when you make an observation, it has to be totally free of judgment, just the facts.
2: Just, just the facts, man.
1: Just the facts, man. Just the facts. And of course, when the kid said he's a racist, he said, no, no, I'm a Democrat. I voted right, right, for, right. you know. I'm a who defends himself, so yeah. there you go. So we said, kids, what are the facts? And the facts were, when he speaks to the black children, he points his finger to them, but he doesn't point his finger to the white children and he refers to them as you people. Mm. <laughs> okay. Now mm-hmm. so ask the principal, do you do this? Uh, he said, yes. Right. He didn't realize that, that, that he said, I do this. He, so I didn't realize I do this. So now we said to the kids, how do you feel about this? They said, we feel insulted, We feel demeaned. Now, you have to take responsibility for your feelings. So forget that. You feel insulted. You feel humiliated. Forget that. What do you want him to do as a change of behavior right now to stop this? And the answer is very simple. Stop pointing your finger and stop calling them you people. So I am now requesting you not to change how you feel or how you, whatever, because that's a judgment. I'm just requesting you a very simple thing. Can you do this? Can you start with, you know, doing this? And the answer is usually yes. Change the behavior. And one of the behaviors in this conflict resolution, which I said in the earliest, treat each other with respect. Okay, now, next step is, Let's start this process of conscious communication and then look at our common needs and come up with a plan.
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
4: Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and Moisturizing Pro Vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The Blurring Sponge Tip Applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation, and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at amazon.com slash instant eraser foundation.
2: Well, look, I think you've established that you have a good formula that you've seen work. And you, you have, you know, your book where my listeners can find this. Peace is the way. So let's back off of the mechanics of it now. Because, you know, you know some of my uh, listeners just may be trying to get through the day. What have you seen work for regular people? I just want to bring it all the way down. There's a family conflict or something happened at the neighborhood level. Um, what, what are the kinds of things that we need to, to bring to these day-to-day conflicts that are getting more and more toxic, more and more difficult? The
1: principles of emotional um, intelligence are pretty simple. Uh, they're empathy, compassion, and then some kind of action. So empathy is misunderstood. Empathy is, do I feel what you feel? Can I put myself in your shoes? And by the way, it feels good to experience empathy, which leads to compassion. And compassion is the next step, which is the desire to alleviate your suffering. The desire to alleviate the other person's suffering, interestingly, alleviates your suffering. If I want to be happy right now, I'll choose one person in my life to make them happy instantly. And you need to practice four things. And you tell them that this is what I'm going to do. Attention, which is I'm going to listen to you. Affection, I care about your well-being because if you are healthy and joyful and at peace, I will be at peace. We won't have a war. Appreciation, you're different than me, but you're unique. I can learn from you, okay? And you can learn from me because you have unique skills and talents and the last thing is acceptance radical acceptance i'm not going to try to change right now your ideology ideologies evolve they don't change by force okay Mm
2: -hmm. well i want to just get into this with you because i could imagine someone hearing what you just said and their their diaphragm getting tight and saying hold on a second um it sounds like you're saying well you got some good stuff and i've got some good stuff and you got some problems. I got some problems. Let's all get along. And I think that this is the big challenge I have. And I need your help with this. Is that where is the justice? Where, how do we hold these two things that we're all one, um, that everybody's got some good in them, and yet bad stuff happens and people do bad stuff to each other. And people don't feel satisfied if it just seems like you know uh, oppressors are going to get away with it or whatever the thing is. How do you deal with that?
1: Okay, so this is a very interesting idea. Is justice revenge? Because if I tell you that, you know, you have to pay a price for your past sins, good luck. You know, I just talked to Oprah the other day. She, when she was 18 and she was working for a radio show and her radio show called her and she said, there's a man who's on, who's on death row. Can you go interview him? He's going to be executed, I think it was in Chicago, in 48 hours. So she goes to him. She interviews him for two hours. And at the end of it, he says to her, how did I do in the interview? And she said to herself, he's going to die in 48 hours. He wants to know how he performed in the interview. And then she pointed to me and she said, this happened with you, Deepak. You want to be validated. No matter what you do, you want to be validated. So all I did in my uh, career is I listened to people. And I gave them some reason to be forgiven. Okay? So you, you, you have to do that. You know, there's a phrase in Indian philosophy. It says, the saint and the sinner are merely exchanging notes. The saint is, has a past and the sinner has a future. So let it go.
2: Well, I, um, I think this idea, which I'm going to take with me going forward, is um, that people want something beyond the conflict they want dignity they want security they want peace they have something bigger than the conflict deeper than the conflict beyond the conflict and yet we get caught in the conflict and now we're going back and forth and we're fussing and arguing we call each other all kind of names and we build all kind of communities around grievance and blame and shame and the tragedy is while you're doing all this conflict stuff you're not getting any closer to what you really want that's it well uh before i let you go When you look at me and you look at at the, the path I'm on, I'm trying, man. I've got some platforms, including this one. I'm trying to lift up some light. I'm trying to lift up some hope. I'm trying to make it safe for people to care about each other again. It's hard. What advice do you have for people like me?
1: The advice I have for you is you're a journalist and you're a very successful journalist. You have the microphone for the village square, but it's not a village now. It's a global Uh, village, if anything, and you have the microphone. And Jeff Bezos has given you the opportunity to amplify that microphone. So I would say it's your calling now and your responsibility as a journalist to expand our awareness of what the issues are and what the solutions are. That's your responsibility, not to polarize, not to focus people on actually recycling the grievances but you can only change what you're aware of and right now there is only one thing we need expand the awareness of what the problems are and what the solutions are if you expand that and you increase awareness that's all that you need because once you have awareness there will be people who will back you up already you have this gift from Jeff Bezos right now Today, social scientists are talking about something called emergence. And I'll just end with that. Emergence happens when you have shared vision, complementing each other's strengths, bonding with each other emotionally and spiritually, being totally transparent, and magic happens. Magic happens. If nothing happens, we'll have tried
2: well, um, I, I love that, and we are going to try. We're going to keep trying, and I, and I do believe in magic, and I do believe in miracles, and um, your journey is an example of that and what you've been able to cause. You'll never get the credit you deserve because you, you, so there's so few people who get a chance to tell you thank you the way that I do. Uh, you know Your, your books, your, your YouTube videos, all the things that you've done, like you're helping so many people. So on the behalf of a whole bunch of people, we appreciate you. Uh, you're blazing a path. Uh, you are way ahead of your time. Fortunately, the world's catching up. You keep pushing and we'll keep coming up behind you. Thank you.
1: I'm grateful to have this conversation and your friendship. Thank you, brother. Thank you, buddy.
2: We see the beauty of hope. That spirit is so beautiful.
0: Those who become American citizens
1: love this country even more. And that's why the Statue of Liberty lifts her lamp to welcome them to the Golden Door.
2: Wow, you know, it's just so much to learn from Deepak and from people at that level. I think for me the thing that really struck me the most when he was talking about Nelson Mandela and this whole idea about how important it is to forgive people. He quoted Mandela saying, Holding on to resentment is like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. And that's, that's what a lot of us do a lot of the times. And, uh, you know, Mandela, I think, is a great example. I'm glad Deepak pointed to him because Mandela did 27 years in prison. That is a long time. His mom died when he was in prison. His son died when he was in prison. His, his wife was arrested. People forget, Winnie Mandela was also arrested at different times. Uh, When he walks out of prison, uh, he could have rightfully gone for revenge. He had a case to make for revenge. If anybody had a case to make for revenge, it was Nelson Mandela. But instead, he decided to go for a better future for everybody. And there are people in that tradition who I look up to and who I love. You know, Fannie Lou Hamer. We don't talk about her enough. Civil rights movement. She was a sharecropper. She went through so much, and yet she still refused to hate anybody. Uh, You know, Dr. King. He said, I don't care what my enemy does to me. I'm never going to let somebody bring me so low as to hate them. I mean, that is a very powerful statement, uh, especially when you look at what he went through. And these are the people that we we put on our walls, you know, the Gandhis and all these people. And yet today we want to cancel somebody for a 10-year-old tweet. I mean, we don't want to forgive anybody for anything. And we are so far from the, the people we look up to. And that's what I love about Deepak Chopra, because he's still here with us. He's still pointing back to the need for that. And just as importantly, he's giving us the inner tools that we need to be able to have that kind of grace and to be able to have that kind of courage. Look, all this stuff can sound really woo-woo and out there. and Listen, this is practical stuff. I'm going to tell you, I've been in a lot of coalitions over the years as an activist that blew up. The coalition blows up. Everybody's mad. We lose the campaign. Things wind up terrible. When I look back, you know, part of the reason sometimes those coalitions blew up is because of me. (laughs) Because I didn't have the inner resources and the inner wisdom to keep from blowing my top when things got hot. I actually wound up adding to the conflict and the drama, even as I was blaming everybody else for it. And that's what happens you know, when we don't have those inner tools. And a lot of times when things work out well, uh, when something really beautiful happens, it's because of some quiet person who was able to sit there long enough and just breathe, not get pulled into the madness, see a way forward and then gently push the group in the right direction. That is the kind of leadership that we're going to need more and more of as things get hotter and hotter. And so, you know, my invitation to you, you know, the next time you find yourself in a conflict, and today there's conflict everywhere, the next time you find yourself in a conflict, especially if it's with people that you actually care about, I invite you to give some of Deepak's teachings uh, from this podcast a try. Get in touch with what you want beyond just the fight. That should be the North Star And getting disciplined about keeping that North Star, I think, is important. Now, what are you actually observing? What behaviors, what actions need to be changed? And then once you know that, I invite you to try to approach the confrontation with empathy for the other folks, or maybe even some compassion. I think you might find you can come out on the other side with greater peace, more clarity, and also a better outcome. So it's not just woo woo, it's win win, and it's what it's gonna take for us to find. Uncommon Ground. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back next week. Uncommon Ground with Van Jones is an Amazon original production. It's produced by Magic Labs Media and Wonder Media Network. Our producers are Teddy Alexander, Maisha Dyson, Grace Lynch, Sundu Hassan, and Adesawa Agbunile. Our managing producers are Lauren D. and Eliza Mills. Our executive producers are Jenny Kaplan and Morgan Jones. Our theme music was composed by The Grand Mess. Publicity for the show is led by Alice Zoe, Andy Lichtenfeld, Didier Moraes, and Chantel Muentes. Special thanks to Jana Carter, Taylor Williamson, Seven McDonald, Drew Schwindemann, Eric Carter, Trevor McNeil, Carrie McCarron, Joe McMillan, Steph Walkneen, Vanessa Rebert, Ty Jacobson, Marshall Lewey, and Chris Jackman. Hey, Prime
0: members. You can listen to Uncommon Ground with Van Jones ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey.
4: Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them.